Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. I'm Jonah Heim, and you're listening to Section 336. Today on the show, the Rose made three trades the deadline, none of which included Zach Britton. We will break down each of those deals and more importantly talk about the trade that didn't happen and what this means for the Orioles organization. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your dearly sitting host, and as always, I'm joined with a zany Burt Rodey. As always, I feel like I've been gone for like two months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not <laughs> as always, but we are once again joined with a zany Burt Rodey. Welcome back. And we're also joined, as always, this time really as always, by the button lover, Josh Soroka. It's nice, nice, to have, uh, nice to have Burt back. It's been a while. It's the three amigos. Yeah. Back, back. to jam. Yeah, yeah. The, the show doesn't really work yeah. without any one of us, so it's good to all get back together. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had a successful trade deadline. We were able to bring Burt back, <laughs> yeah. and, and we are now ready for the uh, August-September push. Yeah. Now, around 4 p.m., I received a phone call with an offer standing for um, one free week's vacation in the Outer Banks, North Carolina, in exchange for me returning to the Section 336 show, and I could not turn it down. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take much to, to, to win you over, Bert. Yeah, a couple cans of beer, and I'm in. Yeah. Welcome back to, to the show. This is the Section 336 show where we talk about sports and stuff, Bert. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you tuned in at all, but <laughs> we talk about the Orioles and other stuff. I've all been right. so involved in my Disney podcast for the last four weeks, I, d- I don't know what's going on anymore. You, yeah. you say that like you like actually produce like a Disney podcast. You mean you're just listening to I'm Disney just podcasts a nonstop? stupid uber fanboy of nerdy theme park podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Any <laughs> late-breaking Disney news? Oh, man. Did you not even hear about the D23 Expo? Are you kidding me? I have no idea what that even means. Oh. I thought the breaking news was the Pirates of the Caribbean remodel. Oh, that's like the least of the breaking news. Uh, I'll fill you guys in after. Oh, it's D23 uh, where they showed off the Avengers? Yes. Okay, I saw that. D23 is going to quickly outpace the San Diego Comic Con because basically... Because Disney's buying everything. Disney owns everything that's cool. That includes Marvel, Star Wars, and Moana. And uh, (laughs) You're putting Moana up there? 
No. Marvel, <laughs> Star Wars, and but, Moana. But San Diego Comic-Con comes after D23, so if if they're going to reveal the uh, teaser trailers for uh, Avengers Infinity War and Star Wars The Last Jedi like a week before San Diego Comic-Con, who even wants to go to Comic-Con at San Diego when D23 basically owns everything that's cool anyway? True. I literally do not understand half the words that are coming out of your mouth right I, now. But I, but I do like my Captain America with a beard. Hey, did you see it? It got yeah, leaked. Yeah, they tell leaked. people, we're about to show you the trailer for... Do not video Do it. not, yeah, put your cell phones down. And apparently they have like infrared, like military grade uh, or like night vision theaters. goggles to like catch people like with their iPhones out filming this. But somebody is still brave enough to bust out the iPhone and, you know, take like a, an in-depth... Uh, hey film of the uh imposed on youtube of right. the well, secret trailer which is now available on youtube he's a real hero here yes, right he yeah you only see half the trailer and half of some lady's head meanwhile the uh we are fast approaching the 50th anniversary of the walt disney world resort which means all kinds of crazy announcements star wars land galaxy's edge toy story lands opening up you got gardens of the galaxy taking over the universe of energy like it's it's madness going on. It, Again, I don't understand half the words that come your mouth. It doesn't even sound like he was sleeping five minutes ago, right? I was passed out five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, now I am excited. ready to go, baby. Okay. Well, meanwhile, you guys are joking about, I don't know, Avengers or whatever, having a good old time about Disney World. Meanwhile, half of the Orioles fans are on top of the warehouse right now, ready to jump off because of their <laughs> baseball team. And you guys are joking up like nothing's wrong. Josh, you probably play that song as much as you can today because there's going to be no reason to play it after today because this will be the last time we probably mentioned Hyunsoo Kim on this podcast. That no, makes I'm me sure. sad. He's done. All right, well, fine. If you want to start there, I was going to start with not trading Zach Britton. Well, this was the first trade the Orioles made in All the right. last week. Let's ease our way in. All right, good, good. Let's ease our way in. But, but before we get all fired up here. Because so, the, the, the Hyunsoo Kim news is a few days old at this point. Yeah, so Hyunsoo Kim, Garrett Clevenger, a minor league uh Lefty specialist. <laughs> <laughs> and some, of course, this is a part of every Orioles deal. Some international signing money, m- money was traded for Jeremy Hellickson. Oh, no. Hullickson. Another H name. Another H name. So <laughs> the endearing stutter Matt Sorok is not happy with this deal at all because he's going to stutter Hellickson every time he says it. He won't so be here long. I, for one, am opposed to the trade just because I stutter <laughs> with his name. That's my take, boys. <laughs> Uh, this deal, I, a lot of people, can I just make this one comment about this specific deal? Uh, Oriole fans are insane. Twitter, there was... Well, that's been all day today. There was literally, but this is a couple of days ago, There, where I feel you have more reason today. A couple of days ago, literally, there are people who changed their little names on Twitter to fire Dan Duquette because they traded a bench uh, outfielder who never plays right. for a starting pitcher. Who's been struggling. Yeah, who's been struggling. So it they traded a bum. A National League starting pitcher. Right. They they, they traded a bum for a bum. Scott Feldman 3.0. And, well, pe- and people are talking about Fire Duquette. Now, in, in my opinion, you can like the trade or not like the trade. I forbid either of you guys. We're going to talk about I'm, I don't know what your opinion is. But I forbid either of you guys to be outraged by this deal. You can, <laughs> be, you can be annoyed by it, but you cannot. I forbid you to be outraged by it because nothing. It's a nothing all deal. Right, but go right. ahead. Here's go a, ahead. And, all right, here's what I'm outraged take. about. Yeah. 
that they didn't announce it until like 11.30 at night and that story slowly leaked out. So we all had to panic on Twitter as we figured out that it's a nonsense deal. Yeah, because first we said they traded for Hellickson. Then and they, they were like, what? Are we buyers? What's going on right. here? Then they yeah. said, oh, it's a – right, for a pitcher. And then slowly the Garrett right. Clevenger then leaked. Yeah. Then, then the Kim. Then Kim, then the money, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just don't like the way it was released. That was annoying. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, yeah, Kim wasn't doing any good on the bench. And and he's not coming back next year. No, Hellickson's going to pitch for us Wednesday. Yeah. We need guys that can eat innings because our strength is our bullpen. So we got to eat innings so we're not always using the bullpen. And I, I know not everyone agrees with this, but I, I don't understand how you can argue that Hellickson doesn't immediately become better than Jimenez, better than, than Tillman. Like, he immediately becomes better yeah. than those two guys. And if you're worried about the innings with Bundy, there's every reason to want to bring another starting pitching, just a starting pitcher here for right. nothing. Right. You get him for nothing just to help you get through the rest of the season. I get it. And also, you could argue it's kind of a sneak peek if you want to look at because you're going to need to sign a bunch right. of pitchers. So maybe you get a sneak peek at Jeremy Hellickson. Man, I hate this guy. And you can decide if here's here's a guy you want to give a three or four-year deal to. I don't think you will, but you can at least get a first-hand look at him. So I, I have no – I don't love the deal. I don't hate the deal. I'm ant on the it's deal. It's a fine deal. Yeah, He was good when he was with the Rays. It's been many years since then, so I don't expect that to be the Hellickson we see. No. But, I mean, again, he's, he's Kim a, wasn't doing any good. We didn't give much up. He's a legitimate starting pitcher at the Major League Baseball level where the Orioles have no – other options other than the five guys we've been tossing out there every five days, which have proven to be garbage for the most part. Yeah. And a lot of people cited that his FIP is really high. His FIP is uh, the field of independent pitching that nerds that is 5.50. What's a man is his FIP? Uh, I don't know. I can look it up I real bet quick. It's garbage. Um, <laughs> well, he's and, and the he's ERA, too, so he's got no. is, is 473, which is high. Um, but still, the 473 ERA is high, but it's better than the over seven, which is Tillman and Jimenez. Yikes. So I I'm okay I'm okay with the deal. How crappy is it that like Tillman is like Tillman has been our stalwart starting pitcher for like the last set, uh, four years. Yeah, and and now he's, he's been the he's one kind the of guy chip with uh, he, with Jimenez at this point. He's terrible. Yeah, what uh, happened? And by the way, I just looked it up. Jimenez's FIP is five point eight six. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. his FIP is so it's higher. an improvement. Yeah, it's an it's an yeah. improvement for a fifth outfielder that was riding the bench every. Six nights of the week, and it opens. Yep. And it's a guy I think I think Kim would have been DFA'd at some point anyway, because um, Santander, Anthony Santander, who's been on the DL, our Rule Five He's guy who has to play, is going through his rehab in Bowie and looks really good, by the way. Um, like his first three at bats or first four at bats, he had two doubles and a home run. Right, so we, pretty cool. We got to give him some time this year if we want to keep him for next year. Yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine right now Gentry got the call up, but once Santana's ready, I would imagine Santana would take that spot. Do, do the September thirtieth or the September first call ups still count? Yeah, because it's when still the rosters expanded. Well, then forget. But that's we're, another month. We'll be pulling so. everybody out of the garbage heap when that happens. Yeah. Unless we're still competing at that point, because we're still. But yeah, again, we we didn't need a bench spot. We always need pitching, so why not put someone else out there? Yeah, like, and what point. we've got isn't and working. The, the Phillies, point. the Phillies had an opening in outfield. They they needed help in the outfield. We need help in starting pitching. So it kind of it kind of made sense. Good for Kim. Yeah, good for Kim. I hope he does well over there. I, and people are saying he's going to blow yeah. up. He, I, three plate appearances, three walks. Yeah, and he will. He'll, 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 he will get on base sometimes, but he can't hit for power. He can't run. He's bad defensively. I'm sorry, I can do it without Hyun Soo Kim. 
I've been saying that all year, and you, you've been the Kim lover. Well, I've been saying because he gets on base for a team that nobody gets on base. Yeah, I, I, it's stupid how he was handled. Like, give him an opportunity. He was never given an opportunity here in Baltimore in two years. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. When we first signed him two years ago, we sat in Josh's basement and, and recorded a podcast. We're like, well, this now we got our leadoff hitter. He'll be playing left field every day, and yeah, that's right. he'll get he'll be a leadoff hitter, and he'll get on base, and then Machado and Jones and everybody will drive right. him in, and then he never played. Then we realized that he was chubby, and that. The, what does Chubby have to do with it? And that the North, well, that takes. So away does the, Mark Trumbo. Mark Trumbo is not. That takes away the speed. A hard body. That takes away the speed. He and plays we, every and day. And we learned that the uh, Korean league is basically and Mark Trumbo baseball. <laughs> garbage is my key word today. You guys shouldn't have woke me up for the, to record this podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, but, I, but I, 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 another thing this deal says though, because my argument is always, what, is that what the deal says? Um, because, because my argument was always be. Why do we have to, why do we have to watch Ubaldo when you have someone like Aquino or Asher down the minors? Mm-hmm. This is saying they're worse than Ubaldo. We don't think these guys are ready to pitch in the major leagues. Oh, we've seen Asher. Me and Josh yeah. saw him in DC. It was a joke. But Give he's eight runs in the first three innings. Okay, Na- name your oral starter who hasn't done that. Okay, oh, I agree. They're all they're all terrible. Yeah, but Asher has also had good starts and good relief appearances. Well, so is Ubaldo once every yeah. once a month, maybe. Yeah. And so I think I don't I don't know about this. I guess there's an argument to be made. Like Aquino a, a is a guy that maybe he can have more success at AAA. You can develop more AAA. It could I guess potentially hurt him to be caught into the majors before he's ready. Like we did Galsman a bunch. You yeah, know how we yo-yoed, we yo-yoed Galsman a ton. We did, and and again I don't know. It's hard to say did that hurt his career or not. I don't know. I don't think it did, but but maybe it did. I don't know. I don't he was so, always fairly mean. good until this year. Yeah, Gosman, yeah. and lately you, know, you can count on what's him. he got four good starts in a row. I now? think I think three where he's three. given one run in the last mm-hmm. three starts. Yeah. He's been really almost good. had a complete game the other night. Oh, yeah, and so this gives hope to 2018 as we as we look forward. I'm just saying, gives hope. Um, so, so so no hope for 2017 is what you're saying. <laughs> no, oh, okay, no, good. We're in the same boat, Matt. And the house, <laughs> the, house, the, the, the and I think Buck Showalter and and Daniel Ketter are on the same page too. The, the, the Jeremy deal right. Some does not one. say that we're buyers. It says we don't want to pay for – we don't want to trade prospects to get a better starting pitcher. We don't want to trade for Sonny Gray. So let's just get this guy to hold us over. It doesn't say we're buyers. Other teams aren't kicking down the door to get our prospects? Yeah. <laughs> They're not kicking down the door to get our best pitcher. They're not getting, kicking down the door to get anybody. Yeah, to get anybody from us. Um, so the, the next deal um, – so, so that was a couple days ago. It was two days ago. Fake news, old news. Right. Maybe Friday. Um, that was uh, that was Friday night. Fr- Friday night. Okay. Yeah, because I I was in disbelief at people on Twitter freaking li- out, literally saying this is a disaster. Where <laughs> I'm like, this is nothing. This is nothing. If you're gonna, and it made me fear for today because if you're gonna freak out for that, that's a good point because they could have woken up the next day, watched the Oriole game that night, and literally nothing would have changed. Right. Hellickson wasn't gonna start that night, and Kim, Kim, Kim wasn't, wasn't gonna, play. gonna start that night yeah. either. So you would have never noticed yeah. the difference. Yeah. And the Garrett Cle- Clevenger, I was reading up on him. If he's, He has an ERA. I don't know what his ERA is, but he's, he's not a very good pitcher. He has control issues, and his stuff isn't great. Well, you can't if everything works out well, perfectly, he could be a left-handed specialist coming out of the bullpen, a, a loogie, if everything goes perfectly right. Brian Mattis? Yeah, he could, he'd be a Brian Mattis if everything goes perfect. So you can find, I can find me a left-handed loogie. Uh, that's nothing either. Loogie. And again, he's, I think he's far from being a major league ready. Though his chance to get in the majors 
increased by about 200% by being traded off the Orioles on another team, right? Sure. Because with the Orioles, he has no chance of being good. Now that he's traded, he has a pretty good chance of winning the Cy Young. And now the fillers are like, hey, we gave up Jeremy Hellickson for this guy. We gotta, he's got a little oomph behind him. we got to get something out of this. Yeah. Uh, the, the, or not. <laughs> or not. Probably not. <laughs> and then so that was only – and then today, now near the, the, the trade deadline, before we talk about the deal that didn't happen, a couple of deals did happen. The first one was international signing money uh, for – Jeffrey, I'm gonna look it up again. Right-handed pitcher, Jeffrey from the Ramirez, Yankees, the Yankees Double A uh, affiliate. Yeah, it has decent numbers there. He, 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 here, here's my. Um, I got this from PinstripeProspects.com. Um, Ramirez has a fastball in the low 90s. Changeup flashes tick better with late sinker. Good slider. Um, doesn't uh. have great stuff. His his control is good, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's he's a snooze fest. He yeah. sounds like the guy we just traded to the Phillies. Yeah, he's pretty much replaces so the guy we traded to the Phillies. We just gave them money for some minor league nobody. Yeah, like what's the point? Yeah. Well, I think what this says is about. Did, did he have some dirt on his mother or something? We we we, we talked about this a couple uh, maybe a month ago. Every team in the major leagues has spent money to sign multiple guys. In internationally, um, Tampa Bay Rays signed the best international free agent out there. But every team, especially the AL East, has spent has signed guys. I mean, every team in baseball has signed guys internationally. The Orioles are the only team, the only team in all of baseball in 2017 who have yet to sign a single international free agent. Right? Is that because they're forbidden? No, that was just uh, South, South Korea, Korea, just for a little South while. Korea, and even, even now, we're okay. A few weeks ago, Matt decided that it was because Peter Angelos is racist. I never said that. I I'm never even racist. implied that. That's what Josh said. I never or implied nationalist. that. nationalist. Yeah, maybe nationalist. race, nations. Yeah, yeah. Nationalist, maybe. Xenophobic a little bit, perhaps. Yes, yes. Um, but it's just interesting. So, so that's further, I mean, the fact that they gave money in the Kim deal, they, they gave money for this uh, buoy, average buoy pitcher. But yeah, when shows again, because of free agency, we won't have any money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shows well that money is dedicated to be spent in that particular area, and we've shown we have no interest in that area, which yep. I cannot understand why. I can't understand why, but we refuse to get into international business. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't have like a, a foreign language specialist on staff. You know what? Well, you can I do mean, something about that, Bert. Like you could hire someone, right? Yeah, I know a couple people. Yeah. I'll, I'll, well, it depends what language. I'll email Angelo. So if you want to do some scouting in Swahili, I could speak some Tanzania. Abarizaleo. Unatakanini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So if you, if you need me, Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We got, we got that. You're saying we got uh, Austin Hayes from Australia only because they speak English there. So uh, it's a Oh, weird Queens issue. English, but yeah. Still <laughs> enough that we can say baseball and they understand. Je joue à baseball en été, en français, s'il vous plaît. More so, me. So and then the final deal that happened that went down today is uh, happened after this is actually after four after four o'clock they must have snuck it in before the, the the deadline oh geez but it broke after four o'clock is um, Zach Britton was traded for I'm just kidding yeah <laughs> Tim I like all all the people tweeting at like four or five well this doesn't still trades can come out like thirty minutes after the four p.m. deadline so let's let's keep watching this no let's move on with our lives yeah <laughs> uh, we watched Twitter long enough today yeah. Uh, Tobias Meyer was traded for Tim Beckham. Uh, apparently, Tobias Meyer, 18, single-A arm, can throw in the mid-90s. Seems to have some potential there, but traded for Tim Beckham, who is, uh, you know, a major league shortstop. Yeah. 
So he's a name I've I've seen before. Yeah, he, he played the Rays a lot. Yeah, he was starting with the Rays before they signed uh, traded for Hecaveria from the Marlins, who then yeah. became the starting shortstop. He is another former number one overall draft. Pick. Yes, two thousand eight. Dan Duquette loves those guys so much. He likes to find other teams that get the number one overall draft pick, realize they wasted their number one overall <laughs> draft pick, and a team like the Orioles are willing to pick up out of the trash heap. <laughs> no offense to Tim Beckham. Uh, do we get him uh, under control for another year? Yeah, yeah. So the, the the cool thing about Tim Beckham is he doesn't become a free agent until 2021. Okay. So he's around for the next few few years. All right. All right. Uh, he seems to be the logical replacement for J.J. Hardy at shortstop next year. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so that's so it, that sounds like a good deal. Um, our team, I think, is better next year with Tim Beckham on it. Than with J.J. Hardy. Than with J.J. Hardy on it. I would agree as well. Yeah. Uh, the the question is, what will this 18-year-old kid turn into? And chances are he went to the Rays, so chances are he's going to turn into something pretty good, right? Because the Rays tend to turn all pitchers into good pitchers. Yeah, and the Rays have been to a World Series in the last 20 years, Yeah, 30 years. And so from a philosophical standpoint, I don't know if it makes sense to trade your 18-year-old pitchers who can throw 95 miles per hour and are starters. I don't know if it makes sense to trade those guys based on our current problems. <laughs> Right, our inability to ever like you would think we struggle with developing starting pitchers, right? And we have a lack of starting pitchers in our minor league system. So my answer is let's throw as many young pitchers at the wall and hope a couple of them stick. Right, right. But every trade deadline, we trade them. We trade away more and more 19, 18 year old pitchers who right now, like no one's heard of Tobias Myers, but in five years it's going to be like Zach Davies or Josh Hader all over again. Well, this Parker Bridwell. This moves for next year. And and that guy wasn't going to help you next year. Tim Beckham's going to help you next year. He's going to fill that J.J. Hardy hole that we don't want to fill with the guys we currently have. We were still going to have J.J. Hardy want, for another year, though, right? We don't, or was this his last gonna, year? We're going to buy him out. He's got like $15 million a contract or $2 million buyout. So we so were going to buy, buy him at the end of 2017. I assume. Yeah, yes. I assume at the end of this year we'll buy him out for sure. $2 million. I mean, that was going to happen regardless of if we signed Tim Beckham, though. Yeah. Yes. The difference is now we've got a guy that it's not Ruben Tejada. Agreed. Yes. He's an upgrade from Ruben Tejada. That's interesting because I thought the logical move after this year would have been a Manny Machado to shortstop, bring a new third baseman, but maybe uh, I guess Manny will stay at third. Maybe part of the Manny Machado long-term deal negotiations are he stays at third base. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe part of it is what's the point of moving Manny if you're not going to have long-term discussions. That's true. And then I think if you were going to move Manny, he's got Manny hasn't played short at all during this J.J. Hardy broken period. No, I mean, J.J. Uh, Jonathan Scope has played it, but, but uh, Manny has not. Well, and, and Manny is still the best third baseman in the American League. So why mess with a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's maybe Manny's came around to that as well and is happy. He knows he's now. the best. <laughs> yeah, but that Can't doesn't mean us. he doesn't want to move. Yeah. Um a couple of other notes on Tim Beckett. I mean, he is twenty seven years old. This year he's batting two fifty nine on base percentage of three fourteen, uh twelve home runs. Every year he's gotten a little bit better, but he's never kind of lived at the potential. I right. think He's kind of uh, no, Matt Weeders is not accurate because he hasn't even been as good as Matt Weeders, but he's never lived up to the hype uh, of a number one draft pick. Um, so maybe this would be a good change of scenery for him. Uh, may, maybe it'd be good uh, for us as well. But certainly at his worst, he's an average major league shortstop. Um, 
I mean, obviously the the Rays didn't love him. They would trade Hecavaria to to replace him. But um, I I think he makes us next year. He makes us better than having J, bringing JJ Hardy back. Certainly. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 okay with this deal. Again, though, what does it say that you're trading away another my, young arm with a young another young good arm? I I don't know what that says. About. I guess I guess it says who cares. I guess Josh is right. Let's worry about next year. Who cares about five years from now? Yeah. But that's been our philosophy for a while now. And it doesn't seem to be <laughs> playing out very well for us. I don't want to get into Manny Machado thing, but but the talk of if you know if we were going to move him to shortstop, then why would we pick another shortstop? If we're going to not resign him, why even move him from third base? And is shortstop a more prestigious position right. than a third baseman? But show me any shortstop in all of Major League Baseball who has accumulated a highlight reel that Manny Machado has accumulated at third base. If you ask me, I think third base is the more prestigious position. You get the more flashy plays at third base. Right, the hot corner, the hot stop. corner. Yeah, yeah. throw me a shortstop and throw it from the third base coach's box all the way out on a dime and pull off, yeah. uh, get an out on one of the fastest runners in, the, in baseball. I think third base is where you prove your ego. If you think you're the best infielder in Major League Baseball, you got to prove it at third base. Shortstop, I haven't seen a flashy, over-the-top, unbelievable shortstop play since I don't know when. The third base is the place to be, Machado. Yeah, and, and, and um, one of the guys that looked at as the best, the best shortstop in, in the business is Adrelton Simmons. Simmons for the Angels. Mm. But you don't see Simmons on ESPN top 10 highlights every night. You no. don't. Like, if you're a good shortstop, you, you can go deep into the hole, but you're not making the diving down the line. You're the right. Ridiculous kind of plays. barehanded. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's not a highlight reel. Third base is the highlight reel position. If you think you're the best, right. the best is the place to be. So hopefully Manny's staying at third base and I, he's staying in Baltimore long term. He was born to be a third base. I think he's the kind of guy. Ripken came up as a third baseman. On his rookie card, third base, Cal Ripken Jr. They made yeah. him a shortstop. He's a superstar. Well, he actually right. came up as a pitcher, and then they well, moved him. To, then he. I'm he, not going back that far. Then, then he told the Orioles, "I don't want to pitch because I want to play every day." But I, I think it's a similar situation. Actually, in, the man, in, the boy in little league, he was the a man catcher. Boy, the man boy was born Machado to be a third baseman, in my opinion. Yeah. He's he's his. Highlight reel speaks for itself. All right. Well, that, that's enough. Enough, enough sidetrack. Sorry. Enough preamble for what? But I'm for, just for the, I'm the building up the disappointment for next yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. So at one point, about three o'clock, there were three teams competing. I think it was the Indians, the Astros, the Dodgers. Josh was getting my hopes up. People, <laughs> everyone's talking about, oh, everyone's, they're competing, driving the price up for Zach Britton. Right. It reminded me of one of us selling my house, and they're like, oh, there's a bunch of, a bunch bunch of buyers. buyers competing. Oh, yeah. the price is driving up. Yeah, meanwhile, the guy's making it all up. <laughs> um, and and in, 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 in the end, obviously, as, as we all know at this point, uh, Zach Britton wasn't, did, didn't go anywhere. And the Indians, I think, got Smith or something. And, and who, who did the Dodgers got? Like a Watson, and they got Darvish, of course. Darvish. Um, I don't know. Did the Astros? Oh, the Astros got Liriano. Yep. So, so they all found kind of these cheaper, less good right. replacements. Well, because it costs a lot to get the best pitcher in baseball last year. Yeah, and and so your guys' thoughts on this on Zach Cy Young contender? Yeah, and Zach Britton. Yeah, we I mean we're, uh, we're we're clearly not competing this year. No, right. Um, I'm not no trading Zach Britton. Are we okay with this? Yeah, no problem. We'll never know. No problem. Yeah, I mean we'll never know what the true offer was, but. We know that people were concerned about Zach Britton since he's only been off the disabled list for, what, two weeks? He hasn't pitched a lot. And he's been killing it, though, he, he's, since he's come back. He has. He has. 
Um, and then it's hard to beat being the best and being perfect. It's hard to beat that. So I think I don't mind because it's also we were talking about three teams that were interested in them today. Um, if they would have said, if the Dodgers would have said, all right, here's uh, Bueller Walker, the Orioles would have taken it. They weren't offering. Right. There's no way they were offering amazing deals. Like everyone thinks that you get the Chapman Miller type deals um, for Britain. And you weren't going to get that this year. You saw there were no huge blockbuster trades this year by anyone. So let's wait to let's let them play out the year. Let them continue to improve off the DL. Um, and let's trade them in the off season when there's 30 teams that are interested instead of three. There, there, yeah, there, you brought up half of the point I was going to make. There are two things we talked about, the three of us down here at the Outer Banks before we hit the record button, one of which was we'll never know what offers were on the table. They can talk, Dan Duquette and Rock, Kubako. They can say things, whether we believe them or not. This was here. It wasn't good enough. We thought about this one but we didn't take it we'll never know what was truly on the table so we as fans will never be able to say this is the offer they were given i would have taken it if i was dan duquette you're never going to better get a better offer than this we'll never know we can only speculate um so we can just assume that the asking price for zach Britton wasn't to the caliber that we were hoping for and therefore they didn't take it and we have no choice but other than to accept it uh the other thing josh also brought up was it it doesn't rule out the fact that he could be traded in the offseason if he continues even though the orioles season in 2017 isn't going anywhere zach Britton can still prove himself to be a valuable commodity commodity yeah for the remainder of this season that we still have him under control for another year, that some other team in need of a closer may overpay in a, in a valuable trade package to get him on their squad. Uh, and that's, a, again, putting ourselves in another situation as fans where we will never know what was truly offered or not. But I don't know. I As a fan of the Orioles, I like that he stays. I know a lot of people, the, the package as fans, the package would have had to been really good for us to be okay with it because the fans love Zach Britton yeah. and he's one of the best yeah. and he's one of our guys yeah. and he's been one of our guys for a long, long time. Yeah. And uh, he's on the cusp of setting franchise records, potentially major league records. Oh, he's already set American league records. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as, as closers and, and, and save stats and, and uh, scoreless innings or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even know. What we did the scoreless innings last year. This year he, he set the record for most consecutive saves. Right. It's, it's a cool thing to fall back on for a, a, a team that's not going anywhere this year. That like At least, oh, here's some things we can cheer for as the season winds down. Yeah. Duquette said in the pregame tonight, he said that there was interest in a few of our bullpen arms, but that the market never developed like last year, which is what, as fans, we all looked at last year's Chapman deal as what we want. He said that he talked to pretty much every contending team. And he said the AL East is still tight, so we're still in this for this year. Oh, I hate when he we says are, that. We, are, we were definitely buyers on the phone and not sellers. That sucks. Yeah, and, I, and, and hey, he says that it's, I think the, the ironic thing about those quotes are he says that we're buyers for the fans, but I don't think he realizes the fans don't want to hear that. No, the fans haven't. I, I mean, no. I haven't watched a game in a month. 
Yeah, because they're not buying for two, for 2017. No. They're, they're, they're not. And Daniel Duquette isn't. He's just saying that because to, 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 he doesn't want if, to think that the Orioles aren't trying anymore. And for the players, for the fans. But the ironic thing is, fans, we just want you to be honest. Like, we're sellers. We are. If, if, you, can, if you can take two out of three from the, from the Royals, if you can sweep the Tigers. Okay, I'm not, I'm not then, playing that game. Then, then I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing no, that game. Just, I'm the, saying, they I'm, haven't I'm, played enough. Duquette's the only – I'm saying they're buyers. They, they, we keep giving them these opportunities where uh, they've got a 10-game homestand. If they can win seven, we can get behind them. They win five. As much as Duquette says we're going to buy, the players, they're not showing it on the field. They're not showing it by who they're putting on the, on the mound. Yeah. They're still letting Ubaldo pitch. Right. No one thinks they're, they're buyers. Even Dan Duquette doesn't think he's buyers. The, the, the real loser, going back to Zach Britton deal, I think the real loser of this trade deadline. Is Zach Britton? And the real loser of this whole Zach Britton deal is are the Houston Astros. And I'm telling you. <laughs> they're going to lose the World Series? They are, well, yeah. they're, they're, they're not going to even make it. We saw their bullpen blow up. Uh, you have an opportunity to get one of the best relievers. I, I think he's the best. I'm biased. Uh, I think he's the best reliever in baseball. He's going to be great down, down the stretch. You have the chance, not just for this, for, for this playoff series, but the Astros are young, and they're going to be in the playoffs next year. He, he could be their playoff stud the next year. And they had a chance for two years to have Zach Britton in the playoffs throwing in the seventh inning or eighth inning, wherever you want to have him, deploying Zach Britton in that dive and sinker, one of the best pitches in baseball. And, and you didn't get it done. And the Astros won't win the World Series. And it's going to come down to the, they're, they're not going to have Zach Britton. If they had Zach Britton, it will give them a much better chance either this year or next year to win the World Series. Come on. So in my eyes, they completely blew it. Blew the, it. The, the loser in this whole thing is Zach Britton. He had the chance to go to a World Series contending team. You don't think the Orioles are a World Series contending team? In maybe in 2018. Uh, ask me in, uh, in two weeks if they win all 10 of, <laughs> of 12 games. Forget it, Josh. Forget about 2017. It's over. It's no, been over since May 15th. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I agree. But if we, we, if we take two out of three from the Royals, if, get out of here. I didn't say so it's over. I'm just you're, trying, you're, you're I'm trying to give two cats. So. The, the Astros could potentially be, even though I'm giving them the World Series ring right now, if you ask me. But they could potentially The Yankees be, got a lot better with Sonny Gray. Yankees improved the best. The Yankees made the best moves today. They right? could be like the Detroit Tigers of 2014 where you got three side young wingers, winners. Their starting rotation ain't going anywhere, but their bullpen's going to crap the bed. If, if the Detroit Tigers had a Zach Britton in that ALDS where we beat them, we're not beating the Tigers that year. Oh, it's true. And all these playoff games are close. And look at the bullpen. So it's 3-3, three to three, and you're playing the Indians or you're playing the, the Yankees. The Indians have uh, Andrew Miller and Cody Allen. The, the, the Yankees have about seven awesome relievers. Yeah. Right. Like if you're going, if you're in a close game in the playoffs, the, the Astros bullpen does not stack up with the Indians or with the Yankees or, or, or pro- probably not even with the, the, with the Red Sox. And so, I, I mean, I think they, th- there's a team that is kind of a stud team, right? But are they built to win in the playoffs? They don't have great starting pitching. Like they don't have elite starting pitching. And they have just an average bullpen, and they had a chance to become an elite bullpen, and they blew it. So I'm not. I'm, if I was an Astro fan, an Astros fan, I would be more upset than an Orioles fan. Yeah, I get by that. Hey, can we make uh, World Series predictions at the trade deadline after at the end of this episode? Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. We will do that. Um, so I'm not upset at all that Britain's not getting dealt. I, I, no, I'm fine with it. I wish he would have got dealt it, because yeah. that would have meant we got a good package for him. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And all I want, all I want to see in my life right now is a good package. <laughs> Is that asking too much? No, 
No, that's all we all want. <laughs> and if you're not going to give it to me, I'd rather have Zach Britton. Yeah, I'd rather stare. I'd rather stare at Zach Britton than stare at this uh, a bad package. Right. I you, will you, be. You then want Steve Pierce? I I don't know. I. I still, de- like we said, the potential is definitely there for him to be dealt at this offseason come, you know, November, December. But um, will he? Because if you're because be- clearly the team is building for 2018, so why would you trade your elite closer if you're building for 2018? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard, to, it's it's hard a- to say. Duquette also said that the quiet, they acquired Beckham and Hellickson because they think they have a chance at the postseason and those guys can help them this year. Okay, Josh. <laughs> you, Josh, stop reading those stupid quotes. <laughs> hey, we we get just, it, Josh. We know Dan Duquette's view on this. You're pumping your own chest there, buddy. It ain't happening. And if I can support that. <laughs> Holy wow. What a gloomy place this is. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> the, the, and that's what he, Dan Duquette would probably say if he was on his podcast. The thing that really pisses me off is not the Zach Britton deal. And, I, and maybe there was no suitors. Though I kind of think that there were suitors out there. Wellington Castillo, I think we're a better team without him on it. So even if you I trade agree. him away for cash, even if you trade him away for nothing, I, I think it would have been a better deal. Trade him for some international money. Because I think Caleb Joseph right now is a better starting catcher. And next year, uh, there's a player option. So Castillo can choose to come back. And if he comes back, that's going to mess up with Chance Cisco right. coming up as well. So I thought we should have traded him. And Seth Smith is the other guy. You don't need him. Uh, if you're not winning in 2017, he's, his contract's up at the end of this year. You're not going to re-sign him. He's like 35 years old. He seemed like to be a, a guy that a guy that you should a guy that would love to host a podcast about the Orioles. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 35 years yeah. old. He should be hosting podcasts, <laughs> not playing in the baseball game. All so right. I wish they would have traded Smith or Castillo. That that's my biggest gripe. I don't really care about Britain. All right, can I ask you something about Castillo? Yeah. So uh, a lot off season, we got made a lot of. Uh, how much weeders means to these pitchers, and we don't really know what that is. Friday night, uh, Tillman struggled again. And afterwards, Castillo made a comment, talking to the press, that he would go up and ask Tillman, you feeling okay, everything going all right? And Tillman kept telling him, yeah, I feel fine, I feel fine. And then after the game, Tillman was saying how he was cramping up and stuff, and Castillo was saying, well, he never told me that. I didn't know that. About a month ago, we had, a, we had Castillo saying, as the pitchers were struggling, made a comment that the pitchers are shaking off a lot of pitches. Is there something going on where they don't trust Castillo? They don't have that relationship? And that's a, is that something that can really affect the pitching? And are they pitching better with Joseph in the, line, in the lineup? Uh, the guy they know? Was it Matt, I mean, what are the two differences between the rotation that was... Like, I know you can look at... Okay, the, last year with... Uh, it's the same Gosman and guys. Tillman, except for the pitching coach and the catcher. Right. I mean, is there something going on where there's a there's a just a who conflict? was the who was the Cubs catcher that got fired because he uh, was talk ratted out his own pitcher? Yeah, yeah. Oh, who was that? Yeah, that was it was that like was about a month ago. ago. But um, it's just it's some weird Montero. Comments. It's some weird comments that really have me like, if they're not on the same page when they're out there, if they're not like best friends pitching and catching that that's going to affect your game plan well because who's then calling the pitches yeah who are you trusting yeah so a couple points to this first of all it's worth mentioning that the diamondbacks who become recently very sabermetrically oriented gave up castillo for nothing they didn't want him on it like they dfa like we're done with him we don't want him on our baseball team right uh interesting right like his offensive numbers are good interesting they would do that the the second point are they pitching better with caleb joseph objectively, the Orioles pitchers are pitching better with Caleb Joseph. Um, team ERA, when Caleb Joseph is catching, 
4.28. When Caleb Joseph is catching, the team ERA, team ERA is 4.28. When Wellington Castillo is catching, the team ERA is 5.92. So over a run and a half better when Caleb Joseph is catching. Now, why? Is it just lucky that Caleb Joseph, Caleb Joseph catches better pitchers? I don't know. But that seems to be a pretty, like, it's not just a half a run difference. We're talking about a run 5.92 yeah. as opposed to 4.28. So um, it, it says what everyone's been saying for a while now, that Caleb Joseph is a good defensive catcher and Castillo isn't. What's Caleb Joseph's catchphrase? Malarkey? I thought Malarkey. It, I thought, Malarkey. I thought yeah, it was it's got to feed the baby. <laughs> I, I just got to feed the new baby now. Yeah. Babies, plural. He's still under control for a little while. Now that he's proven that he can get a RBI here and there, I'm, I'm okay with Caleb Joseph. Yeah. Um, oh, I want, to, I want to make another note about Britain before I move on too far from him. I was reading Dan Connolly's. I was listening to, to the uh, Baltimore Baseball podcast with Dan Con- Con- Connolly. does a great job with that podcast. Um, and he interviewed Zach Britton. And Zach Britton expressed interest. He said, he and Zach Britton said this, he expressed interest to the Orioles about signing a longer-term deal. And the Orioles never got back to him about it. Mm-hmm. So the Orioles well, never got I, in touch you with mean him. Dan Duquette Dan once again did not check his voicemail and, and return the phone call. So Zach Britton said, that's, that's fine. It's clear where they stand. But I don't understand how you do that. I don't understand how a player who's the best closer in baseball expresses interest about an, ex- an extension and you don't engage in those talks. Right. And, right. and That really bothers me. Yeah, because it's, it's you saying, oh, I can't afford him. I'm not going to talk. Right, and maybe well, you can't, but at least engage in the talks. Con- contracts, then what difference does he make if he talks or, to players or when, about when was contracts? it? Because Dan Duquette has also made the comment, we don't talk during baseball season. We don't talk midseason. When, sorry, guess what? Now that all Oreo fans hate you, if you, if you <laughs> announce that Manny Machado is signed long-term, it doesn't matter if we're 50 games out of first place. If you make an announcement like that, everyone gets behind you. September's when I believe they announced the Adam Jones extension years ago. I believe it's when they announced the J.J. Hardy extension years yeah. ago. Yeah. September's the time to do it. You need to talk to these guys. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, if we were to assess Dan Duquette's job right now, if I were to put a poll on Twitter of saying, is Dan Duquette doing a good well, job? See, now you're setting it up by putting it on Twitter. Yeah, but yeah, but my fan, the people who follow me on Twitter are more intelligent than most fans. But but. But but fine. But no I, clue. I think mo- most people would assess that he has not done a good job. No, I, I think I at this point, right? No, I mean, again, I think I give Buck a lot of credit, and I and whenever there's anything, Buck is not on the hot seat at all. No, we want him no. to stay in Baltimore We're very forever. Happy with Buck, whenever there's a failure, we always put it on Duquette. Yeah, we think that strife in the warehouse. We totally think that it's Buck and Duquette fighting, and we want Duquette gone. You know, it's it's. Well, and the way I judge this all the time is, and it's hard to, how do you judge what a manager brings to, to, to the team? But I often look at a general, uh, at the beginning of the season, you have the Bakota, you have the, all the projections on, on how many wins that team will win based on that player talent. And I look at that kind of an, a, as, as an assessment on the GM. Did the GM put the players there that are projected to win a lot of games? The Orioles are never projected to win a lot of games, which I think is not a good a reflection on Dan Duquette. Right. But, but they, they always overcome those projections, which I think reflects well on the manager. So I, I would argue Buck Showalter has done an amazing job and he shouldn't go anywhere. Uh, so but you're saying that I, Buck Showalter is outdoing what Dan Duquette does. Yeah, it's kind He's of... He's making Dan Duquette look okay. Yeah, yeah. And 
I don't think Dan Duquette's done a bad job. I, I think we've had a lot worse GMs than Dan Duquette. And oh, so, no doubt. I mean, Sid Thrift, anyone? Can I get a witness? So I'm not calling for the firing of Dan Duquette, but at the same time, I mean, he hasn't, he doesn't get an A, right? He hasn't done great. And this trade deadline, again, is meh. And that's what Dan Duquette's, I think, is, his legacy so far in Baltimore is meh, right? He was given a pretty decent core of players. He's made some nice signings like Nelson Cruz and, and Mark Trumba, I think, is a nice signing. Um, Josh, you hear this? He's making millennial comments like meh. He's um, millennial com- podcasts are on now. Meh. I tried to point out to him on Friday night that uh, everything that this team is built on is Andy McPhail. And he didn't buy it. But I couldn't tell if he was just arguing just to argue. He was giving well, Dan Duquette a lot of credit. For what, like Nate McClough and stuff like that? They, well, yeah, no, they, <laughs> Dan Duquette brought Well, no, it's, Nate McClough was a Dan Duquette move, right? I know. That's yeah. A, yeah. So was uh, It's a lunch, legacy. Who's, who's, legacy of Dan Duquette. Who's, Nate lunch, who's Lunchbox? Travis, Travis Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. Dan Duquette. Former Meanwhile, number one draft pick. Andy, McPhail brought, Andy McPhail brought in Adam Jones, uh, Chris Davis. Garbage heap, Chris dra- Tillman. Drafted Manny Machado, drafted Jonathan Scope. Um, this is just a simple question. You guys might Matt know the Leaders. answer. Um, how many playoff games did we get to with Andy McPhail, Andy McPhail, emphasis on the fail, at the helm? How many playoff games did we get to? How many series did Wait, we win? What did we do in the playoffs with Andy McPhail? All, but you just gave Buck all the credit for that. Oh, it's, I mean, it's a combination deal, right? Well, the, the same will be said for when uh, presumably Duquette leaves after next year and how many, if we dive into 14 more years of losing, then then we can truly say McPhail got us those five to six years of being pretty good. Duquette's the one that drove us into the garbage. What do you... Yeah. Do you think... I mean, I, I mean, his... He's, he's signed through... He, uh, Mc, uh, dude, Duquette has another year. His legacy will be defined by what he does next year with Zach Britton, with Manny Machado. Does he, is he able to extend them? Is he able to trade them? Like, his legacy is there. It could go one of two ways. You're right. If Britton walks and, and, uh, and Scope and all these guys walk for nothing and we, don't, we never get to the World Series, then his, he will go down as being a guy who drove us. Who, who, right. We got to play playoffs, but it doesn't really matter. He because, got to reap the rewards of 2012, yes. 2014, and things like but that. But he was never able to take that next right. step. He's He wasn't the guy who brought us Chris Davis Would, for those magical years, but he's extended up and handca- handicapped us for the next six years of a garbage Chris Davis. Right. I mean, we look at Andy McPhail positively because of how the players did after he left. Dan Duquette is setting this team up to not care how this team does when he leaves. He brought us Nelson Cruz for a magical year and then let him go for below market value when we could have had Nelson Cruz for another five years instead of garbage heap uh, Chris Davis. Yeah. I mean, I would rather not have Nelson Cruz either, but that's for another argument. I'd rather have Nelson Cruz than Chris Davis. I'd rather not have Mark I, I would not. Really? That, that, that's another thing that I think people are losing their minds sometimes because it was when uh, Trumbull was pulled from the lineup yesterday, there was a lot of people tw- tweeting yeah, out if happy. they would have traded yeah. for trade away Trumbull for nothing, it would make Not up for nothing, but essentially for nothing. Here's what I have people a be with. what pennant contender wants Mark Trumbo right now. Here's what I, I want Mark Trumbo. Doros are better with Mark Trumbo than with another guy who would fill his spot. No, they no, are. They no. are, Josh. Yes, I agree with that. But again, there's there's no market value for Mark Trumbo right now. Well, right. he's in the first year of a four year deal. Of course not. How many guys in the first year of the four year deal are, you, are, are, are are are? Well, plus he's not any you, good. Would you? Have he, a, he is good. <laughs> would you have signed Mark Trumbo if you know Trey Mancini was as good as he is? Yes. 
Yeah, I would. There's no way that Dan Duquette knew, as the GM who should know these things, that Trey Mancini was going to make the squad this year. There's no way he knew that. There's no way they planned on that. Because you would not invest that money in Trumbo long term when you've got Trey Mancini who can DH at first base with Chris Davis. And then you've got your outfielders. And Kim would have gotten more playing time. Smith, I like Smith. I'm happy with Smith in the outfield. I have a legitimate question because I haven't been paying attention. But so I'm asking you guys. Mancini, Mancini was an opening day roster, and he's been here since day one. Yeah. He's never been sent down. He's never been hurt. No. He's been yeah. in the dugout for every single game he's, this year. If it weren't for Aaron Judge, he would be in Rookie of the Year conversations. Yeah, he's been great. Okay. He's the best hitter on the team this year. Good. But, okay, <laughs> I, I'm still not. That, that's good. <laughs> Mark Trumbo last year, and I know we're talking about last year and then this, but last year, 47 home runs, 100 led, RBIs. Led the American last League year. in home runs. Yeah, uh, two, about a 256. And this is not like it wasn't aberration. Like, he's, he's been, he's been a, a, a good player. He's a power hitter. Yeah, yeah he's a power hitter. We signed him for three years, $37 million, which is, I would argue, below market value. It wasn't like a case where we're outbidding. It wasn't a Chris Davis situation here. <laughs> like, everyone agrees that's a pretty decent value for Mark Trumbo. All of a sudden, he's bad for half a season, and you want to blow everything up. Yeah, it was that's, a, not, that's not a, a, no, an appropriate response. I agree that the Twitter outbreak, uh, when he got pulled out of the game, that maybe he's healthy, but he got pulled because he's going to get traded, was a little over the top. Right. That people shouldn't be losing their mind that, yay, Mark Trumbo is gone. No, I just I question the sign-in of him long-term when you've got a guy in the, in the minors that can play everything he plays and is doing it better. Okay, but but there's a lot of guys. What do you want to talk about? Chris Davis, Manny Machado, J.J. Hardy, uh, Adam Jones, well, Jeremy Hellickson, Ubaldo Jimenez. Do you know what all those guys have in common? Zach Britton. They, they all, all stink. <laughs> they're they're all making more money. They're all making more money than, than than Mark Trumbo. All of them are making more money than Mark Trumbo. So you didn't pay through the roof for Mark Trumbo. No, but you paid for a position that you didn't need to fill. Wait, then well, Hyunsoo Kim could be playing. I would, I, you know what? I think Trey Mancini's done a pretty good job in, in left field. I like him. Yeah, there. he's been a surprisingly good out. A lot better than Mark. I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. So I want Mark Trumbo. I want Mark Trumbo DHing, right? Okay. Chris Davis at first. He should DH. He has no business. And Mancini being at left. Yeah. 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 So I don't think yeah. you're, I don't think your Mark Trumbo doesn't take away the, like, we still need a DH, even with, like, you want Trey Mancini to be your everyday DH? All right. There's no way that you could have projected that Mancini was going to be an okay outfielder. He shouldn't be a DH, though. He's, the, he's in his 20s. He should be playing the field like a real baseball player. Mancini? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it should be Trumbo who's, like, in his 30s, and all he can do is hit. I agree. So you signed Trumbo to be a DH. I'm saying, where's the plan when we talk to Mancini in December and they say, the Orioles don't want me to play outfield? There's been no conversation. And then the we, and then we interview Trey Mancini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we put in the, the right. Orioles' ears. But, but he should be the catcher. Outfield. Yeah. In December, they're saying they do not pitch. want Trey Mancini playing the outfield. Yeah. What are they thinking is scouting that bad that they have no clue? Why would you then, if, you're, if, you, if you've got him and you don't want him playing outfield, so you're going to project him to be your DH, why right. do you sign Mark Trumbo? There's no plan. Handicapping us. Well, I, there's no plan. Just I, like today, Duquette's plan was let me get a you really trade good Mancini. Deal. Yeah, I, Josh, there, there, there is a plan. I, I mean, the, the Tim Beckham shows that there's a plan for what to do when JJ Hardy leaves. Tim, Trey Mancini, no, and I agree, no one saw. Even you, even me, even scouts, no one I, saw Trey Mancini being as good as he was. Even but, me and I haven't watched. But we're not supposed month. to. Dan Duquette and his scouts are supposed to know this stuff. Well, then why weren't other teams banging on their door too? Oriole Magic, yeah. Josh, have you forgotten? 
<laughs> that's every awesome. night, that, every that, night is a different star. Yeah, but it's and, been, and it's been it's been Trey Mancini for the past three months. Yeah, that's not magic. That's a good baseball player. <laughs> also, at what point do we have the conversation? This might be sacrilege to say. At what point do we have the conversation that Jonathan Scope may be better than Manny Machado? Is anyone allowed to have that conversation? Ooh. Well, he's he, he's the guy you got to lock up long term. You're not going to go with that because Manny Machado's defense is unbelievable. Scope struggles defensively sometimes. It's a it's a pipe dream because all right here here's the dream scenario: you lock up Machado and Scope long term. Guess what, guys? We have them both right now, and we're still not making a playoff run. So what difference does it make if we lock them up? Long well, because time? if you have them long term, and then you get and then your we pitching. and then we're giving them all the money in the bank, and we can't afford anybody else. Well, no, we'll, we'll draft young, really good pitchers, and yeah. they'll come up and be yeah. awesome, and they'll be awesome <laughs> by the time the Scope is uh, thirty-five and uh, kicking the can around the dugout. I mean, Scope's had over three hundred this year, twenty-four yeah. home yeah, runs. He's, he's having he's having an awesome year. There's no uh, no doubt those guys are awesome, but they're still playing for a team that stinks right now. No matter how good they are, yes. But they've so scored. locking up long, t- even locking up Manny Machado right now you, you doesn't lock- guarantee anything. It's like locking up the all right, the so, California all right, so Angels fine. locking up. But, you, Mark, but you still Mark, need, you still or, need uh, guys to play. What's his name? The Trout guy. Okay, fine. <laughs> you're, you're right. The Angels have struggled even with signing Mike Trout long term. Yeah. So if, if I said uh, Burt Rohde for the next for the next for from here until the next offseason, you are in charge of the Orioles baseball team. Oh, God help us all. What's the plan? What what direction are you taking? What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on re-signing Manny Machado? Are you focusing on trading Manny Machado and blowing it all up? Like, what's your what, what's your strategy? What's your plan? Because Josh says there's no plan, which I don't agree with. But they what's your plan? plan? Josh, I don't think, likes to plan. We'll never know it. And even if they tell us what it is, we won't believe no, them. All right, fine. But, what's your, well, well, but what would be your plan, Bert? What did um, they do J.J. Hardy who went up? <laughs> is, is that your plan? <laughs> I love the buttons are back. Um... I, it's got to be Machado, but I but I just explained I don't I, he's not the an, he's not the answer to long. But he's success. a big piece, right? He's a huge piece. But of don't you, you need him? You need scope, and you need pitching. Yes. I'm, so you got. But, but you can't say we don't lock them up because we don't have pitching. You got to. I want somewhere. to. I want to lock them up, but my fear is they're gonna lock them up, and we have lock him up. We lock him up. We have lock him up. Locked up for the next two years, and we're still no good. So and and right now, if we're we're paying him, the least we're ever going to pay him. Yeah, we're Bo- not going to pay him any less them. next year. He's going to make more. A long-term contract is just going to get worse. Double. Yeah. yeah. And we still can't field a team around him yeah. that can compete for a World Series. Yeah. So even if we pay him out the butt long term, then we're really not going to be able to field a team around him. Well, and, and because because the the point is, you cannot win in this league by just. Signing free agents or re-signing free agents. You got to develop. You got to develop. develop because you got to have players who are playing for no money. Well, thank goodness we have all these young prospects coming up for a starting rotation to build around the long-term contract we're going to give Manny Machado. Stop, stop. It's all my fault. Bert, I'm to blame. What are you talking about, Bert? We have no young hey, prospects I, that are coming. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, it, it now, like, anybody would love to have Manny Machado at, like, what? Two million a year or whatever okay, the pain right now. No, it's, it's, I think it's like eleven million, but yeah, still, it's way less than he's worth. Yeah, and uh, and and we still can't build a team to win around him. So wait till somebody's paying him fifty million a year, or I don't know, not that much, but still but twenty-five or thirty. Yeah. Yes, it's it's. But I would, I want him because because it's modern baseball. He's the yeah, and we can't compete with modern baseball. 
That's why we haven't won a World Series in 30 years. That's why I haven't been to a World Series in 30 years. 34 years. Yeah. It's true. Um, we have... We welcome, can't compete with modern baseball. Welcome we're, back, we're behind. We're behind <laughs> the uh, barometer or whatever on everything, every single thing that happens. And the trade deadline is no exception. How does that happen under a team that's managed by Buck Showalter? He is the guy who's supposed to be micromanager, detail-oriented. He's got How it. are we still an incompetent franchise he's with either, Buck Showalter as manager? Isn't that, isn't that why we hear about strife in the warehouse? Yeah. Isn't that why a lot of people tend to talk about him eventually taking Dan Duquette's job? Yeah. Isn't that why we have a guy named Brady Anderson who's got no real job but is somehow the boss of everyone? Oh, yeah, and he's the answer to our prayers, Brady Anderson. No, I mean, that adds (laughs) more strife and confusion to this warehouse. Will any of this get straight as long as Peter Angelos is the owner? I mean, there's a lot of questions here, right? Who knows? I mean, winning fixes things, but no, it's going to still always be crazy as long as Angelos is the owner. So given what we have, you have to figure out how to win. Right. Yeah. Given the fact that you can't develop certain pitching, given the fact that you have a minor league system that's nothing, you. It's first of all, can we talk about how amazing it's been since 2012 that we've been a decent baseball, a good baseball team that's made the playoffs? I love it. It's been fun. It's made for a, a lot of fun the last few years. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but that window is closing. Uh, this trade deadline was a big opportunity to make our team better for the future. We chose not to for whatever reason. Yep. Whether the deals weren't there or we we're we're not delusional or whatever. Right. Uh, We we didn't do it. We don't care about 2019. We're still on 2017, 2018 is what we care about. And and so now that's what you're going to. That's all you're going to get when you got a guy whose contract expires at the end of 2018. This podcast ends when Manny Machado leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, hopefully a very long time. Sooner than later. Uh, (laughs) So the, the next thing. So my eyes were focused on this deadline. The next big deal about the direction that this organization's headed is this offseason we'll, we'll have to see this offseason what this do they decide to trade Zach britain are they able do they put put a ton of money into into starting pitching do, do they sign p- pitchers this offseason will be and, huge in the direction or do this they team wait is till taking. february and scrape the scrap heap and, and, and if they do that we're done next year and, right yeah and, you might oh, as well blow it up done. you might as well yeah. blow it up well, yeah. i'm gonna do a disney podcast and what do you do <laughs> what do you do about dan duquette his contract ends next year if you're not going to go all out, so this, does Buck Showalter, right? And Buck, if yeah. you're not going to go all out this offseason to win next year, then you fire Dan Duquette and you look at someone who cares about 2019. A, a nice, like 28 year old, good looking young guy who wants to make a name for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about yourself right there? I, I mean, I'm, I'm 37. I'm not young anymore. <laughs> um, I, I'm my good looking days have passed me by. I, I don't, Josh, and I agree with you to a certain extent. I don't buy the argument that. His contract's up in 2018, so he doesn't care what happens in 2019. He doesn't. He said today we're, that he thinks they're still playing for this season. Right, he fine. He said today that they had oh, yeah. moves because the moves were better. They, he said today that they used the international draft money because they're trying to get pitchers to help now rather than in five years. Yeah, and that's fine. But like he is still going to be judged. and base, he'll, He's a young guy still. He's not old. His next job will be determined on what happens with the Orioles. No, it won't. Oh, absolutely, will if he if if the Orioles he it, spent years outside of Major League Baseball because his other Major League Baseball job didn't pan right. out. Right, and then if, if it's a dumpster fire, he won't get another GM job in this business. He won't. Sure. If it, but if if things go well, uh, and they're set up well for the future, if but he again, makes good trades like for Zach Britton, what you're saying is he's he's betting it all on this year and next year. He's trying to stay competitive so he can go and say 
I've been. But I was what has he done? Or, I was or, in Baltimore. It doesn't matter. He just wants to be competitive because that'll get him his next job. No, uh, making saying, making good deals for Zach Britton, making good deals for Manny Machado could also give him another job. Sure, but saying, look, I set the Orioles up for 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Like Andy McFell, with who? It's not going to give him his next job. It gets you fired. Just it's Andy, just ask Andy McPhail. Right? Who who uh, we who made we it fired. to an ALCS and ALDS and uh, won the American League East with players brought there by Andy McPhail, not by Dan Duquette. Uh, nothing right. has nothing to do with that. He had one. Uh, that, I mean, that's the guy I Del, should have uh, But Norris. Do that without Adam Jones, Chris Tillman, and Chris Davis. Yeah. And Manny Machado. And J.J. Hardy. Scoop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I agree. I agree. We're, we're not disagreeing here. I'm angry now. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we were all talking about Disney movies at the beginning. We're I didn't watch a baseball game in a month, and now I'm all in, baby. <laughs> we're winning the American League East, right, Josh? Yeah, ask me in two weeks. <laughs> he's yeah. Del- he's delusional. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to have something to do this podcast. Yeah, I to mean, watch each game. I, I mean, mathematically, we're still in it. Ubaldo pitches. Ubaldo pitches tonight. Think we'll be able to watch more than three innings? It's like the Ravens in Week 13. Well, we're mathematically, if we win out, we could still get in. Yeah, right. If, it, it's Ubaldo. We're watching three innings or we're watching nine, nine innings. It's one of the two. Right. There's no in between with Ubaldo. All right, guys, we made it. We talked some trade deadline talk. Great job, yeah, everyone. It was aggressive. I loved it. I missed yeah. you guys. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back, all three of us together, the trio. So we're going to do this again this week? Yeah, maybe. We'll see if anything comes out. I, we got some Ravens I drama to talk Oh, yeah, about. I want to talk into some Kaepernick burning jersey talk. Yeah, I want to get into that. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, we'll do that we're later. We're going to do it be- before or after the Ravens make their announcement. That they signed Kaepernick? Exactly. Because it's going to happen. Or RG3. They, or RG3. I don't know why not both. <laughs> Why not? At this point, who cares? Actually, they should because, and they should alternate because they're virtually the same quarterback. Hey, if you think we could make a our own football team of guys who have been kicked out and blackballed out of the NFL, we can bring in RG three, Kaepernick, Ray Rice, Tim Tebow. Yeah, Tim Tebow. <laughs> we can get a whole team going. It's a dream scenario for all these dreamers who wish players were better than they really are when. The reality, you know what it is. reality check will kick in that these guys stink, and that's the reason they're not in the NFL. It's, it's like the big three. All right, guys, we were just wrapping up wrapping up an Oros podcast. All right, all right, we're, we're, all right we'll talk that now. No, yeah, well, yeah, we can do another podcast about the Ravens. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Check us out on uh, Twitter for all our updates for when we come out with another podcast. If we do, we're all here together in yeah. the Outer Banks. Or so. what you want to hear. We're here for another five days. What else do we got to do? Absolutely. You can follow us at Section336Show. On Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka, and you can follow Bert at Bert Rody. Thanks for listening, boys and girls, and as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section three three six podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.